She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. I'm not going to go jump in a hot mosh pit with my stomach full of dairy. You know what? You know what? Fuck you in your medical profession. We're metaphorically buying the cookie. Anyone else hear circus music or is it just me? In Serenity, for example, in Firefly. I mean, is Justin Bieber still doing things? It is a theater kid's wet dream, guys. She was like Leah Michelle, but likable. I'm back, bitches! <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I'm a lot. Um, I miss you! Yeah, I really, I, two weeks without you, Molly, like, Fuck. I, I can't. And it felt, it's been more, though. It's yeah. been more, because I've been sick, then you've been sick. It's yeah. been two weeks in pod time, but it has been a lot longer in real time. <laughs> IRL. Um, IRL. Yeah, I, you had the flu, and now yep. I am battling the same flu yeah i have the flu too so i'm over it now but still kind of like scratchy voice and not feeling the best and weak and whatever but exhausted um, body aches and yeah but i no longer shivering life yeah and no fevers so there's a start Mm -hmm. i'm still this is nasty and tmi but i'm like still like i have all the like snot like just all of it it is oh just... yeah i do too it's been very delightful it's um, beautiful and yeah i'm so glad the whole continent is dealing with it right now because yeah everybody and their brother has this a variation of this right now well i have only had the flu like one other time my entire life ever, really ever like as a kid maybe i had the flu or maybe i just had like you know normal colds or whatever but like yeah. at least as an adult, I've only had the flu once. Um, and that was actually when I was pregnant with James. And so I was not thinking I would get the flu, even though James had it first and Sam, Mm -hmm. no, I went James, then Tom, then Sam. And then like a full week after James came down with the flu, I have the flu. Seriously. We, I really did not think you were going to get it. I I didn't either. I really thought like we went down one by one though. Like, and and I love Katie, but when I texted you guys and said, I'm pretty sure I have the flu, Katie's like, I was waiting for this. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Fuck you and your medical profession. Knowledge. And you how fucker. you know medical things better than us and how you have like 45 million degrees because you're like Whatever, smarter than ass. me. Whatever. Whatever. She's holding, we're mad at her right now because she's holding out on us. She has a super secret squirrel recipe she's not sharing with us. She has a recipe. For something that tastes like peanut butter squares that I grew up eating in school in our cafeteria. They were like the only thing worth eating. And at she's school. withholding. Yeah. And she's withholding. So we're not. I mean, to, to be her. fair, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't ask her for the recipe. I asked her for her to make them for me. Oh, I 100% asked for the recipe. And she shut me down straight up. Well. And, I, and when I say we're not talking to her, I literally mean we are not talking to her right now because we're fucking filming. I for the not. for the hour that we're <laughs> yeah, filming. Hour filming. Even then, there it might be a text pause. No, oh, I a, turned my phone on. Uh, do not disturb. So, oh, me too. Mine's in the other room. It's charging. So this week, this oh week. my god, what a wait, great way wait, to come back. Wait, before we do that. I really fucking missed you last week. But did you? Chessie! Did you listen to the episode or watch the episode? Oh my God, I did. I did. I fucking missed you, Molly, but that is one of my favorite episodes that we've had. Oh my gosh. Just listen to the way she talks about book writing and the process and how she sees it Mm -hmm. and how she breaks that book down. If you have not listened to that episode, last week's episode, I'm going to put it in the notes. But it is so good. Francesca Zappia has just this brilliant mind. She does. We are so lucky to have Chessie as a Bessie. Yeah. Bessie Chessie. And I... um, That book is one that she and I just both love. And so like Mm -hmm. being able to talk about it like that with someone was really great and then I'm not 
after after the pod episode was oh over, God, yes. we we're having her on next year. Everybody, she's going to come on and promote this. This is her newest book, Gray Mist Fair, which doesn't come out until March. But she sent Molly and I arcs. Um, and but the best uh, part, and she autographed it. them. And oh, where the fuck's the autograph page? I'm looking. I got it. No, I don't fuck around. Chessie, where'd you do it? There it is. It's on the very front. I'm an asshole. Okay. Boom. It says, from your honorary book bestie. Look at that shit. It says to April. She know, like, personalized fine. it to me. Mine too. And I love her. Anyway, so she is going to come back next season. After the episode was over, she and I sat around and talked for a little bit longer and confirmed. I love her. She is good. Oh, I just kicked my camera. She is going to come on um, next season, Yay. the week before Grey Miss Fair actually comes out. So, so exciting. Yeah. This Sorry. Book is so amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So, uh, what we're here to talk about. Sorry, I interrupted you. What a great way for us to be back together. I know. Oh, my God. When You Get the Chance by Emma Lord. What a, oh. This book is Sunshine and Rainbows. It is, okay. It's my tagline for the episode. It is a theater kid's wet dream, guys. This is is a theater theater kid's wet dream. dream. Mm -hmm. It is everything you've ever dreamed of in your life as Mm -hmm. a theater kid. In your little small town, you're like, I wish I lived in New York. This is what it would be. This is exactly what it would be. Yes. You ever go, I wish I live in New York City and was a famous Broadway star. Boom. Yes. Should get you there. Anyways, so where did my synopsis? <gasps> my synopsis is a wall. I just have questions. I just have questions. You didn't write a synopsis? Oh, no, I fucking wrote a synopsis. I don't know how I fucking deleted it. Welcome back, Molly. You're screwing shit up. Hi, I, I don't. Really Did anybody expect less? Did anybody expect less? I, I mean, no. I mean, I've been spending a week doing nothing but watching Gilmore Girls. Oh my god, I'm just gonna read it from here. Synopsis: Millie Price is anything but an ordinary, and she knows it. With Broadway dreams in her heart, she has gotten into a pristine pre-college program for high school seniors who are going into theater. The one problem is her father, Cooper, doesn't want her to go. So what does this Broadway baby do? She mama mia's herself into finding her mom. The problem is, just like in Mama Mia, three possible candidates. So let's talk about this fun, joyful Broadway kid's wet dream of a book and dive into a Millie Mia. And please... Do not blame us when you're singing Mama Mia after this episode. Hmm. Oh boy, oh boy. So, oh my goodness, this book, huh? Okay, it's been a while since we've dived into a sugary, just saturated, dripping rom-com hmm. like this. Yes. Novels, what did you think of Emma Lord in her writing style to start? Um, I liked this book. Um, uh-huh. I did buy a copy of the book, but I um actually listened to the audiobook. Um, I thought the narrator was really good. Super cute. Um, I love the narrator. I thought the writing fit the story. Like we've read other books where I'm like, this is just not. This, this doesn't is not fit. Like yeah. it doesn't fit. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, it is very sweet sugary you know saccharin yeah it's also very gen z it's very Um, gen z um there's so much in it that's gen z and which i have a question a sub question about that actually okay i didn't even Um, know that (laughs) oh yeah it's so she definitely wrote this for generation of kids that grew up with gen x millennial parents oh the music in the live journal is just peak 2000s yes did you like this touch well, I think it made a YA novel accessible to those of us that, you know, are millennials, right. Gen Xers. Yeah. Um, I had a live journal. That's hilarious to me. I love it. I I, um, can't, I couldn't remember the login. When they first pulled it up, I was like, do I know the login for my live journal? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I absolutely I, don't. I don't even remember 
anything about it other than that I had one at one point. But um, yeah, like a lot of this is like a nod to millennials oh, raising the only- Gen Zers. But you know what's really interesting about that? And mm-hmm. you can attest this. Be- well, your kids are Gen Alpha like mine are. but um, Well, they're on the border. Yeah. Because Piper's 09, so it's like right there on the line. Oh, okay. Well, last the year. ZAs, the ZA. Last year when I was at the middle school and we had a dance, a winter uh-huh. formal dance. And um, they were playing like 2000s pop music i love it and all the like kids they knew played it. backstreet boys and everybody was singing along to i want it that way and i like talked to the dj after and i was like how do these kids know this music he's like their parents and i'm like oh fuck yeah. that's 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 true that's true yeah. we it's do that just- we share that with them it's like why i grew up knowing um you know classic rock because my dad right. was right. a classic rock fan i mean i know every word to elvis that's because my aunt pam was obsessed with elvis right, right? we we absorb what we're like the only thing that was missing from this like millennial time capsule for us uh-huh. was myspace yeah but, myspace right but technically myspace still exists right right it's just not a, like our generation's just no longer <laughs> nobody's using myspace anymore but it still exists i mean unless you're like an elder millennial who's still like really heavy into the emo scene like and heavy like the emo scene's still real heavy on there i guess yeah well i'm i'm still into the emo scene but you know not that not myspace heavy (laughs) no i just like the videos on instagram that are like when you're um emo side comes out and they like play songs from like yeah early ting, 2000s ting, ting, yes ting, and you everybody dro- you drop that first black. chord in black parade and you're like and black I'm like, eyeliner comes I'm like back on instantly hair is like swooped in front of my face and mom you just don't get me it yeah. was never a phase mom i got your picture I was a grown ass adult when emo like became a thing because I was Same. already a teacher. I would like go to these emo concerts. Like Tampa has a great music scene, a, uh-huh. a fantastic music scene, and a lot of the emo bands. That was one of the places they were coming out of. And so <clears throat> I'd be like, you know, dancing, you know, jumping around, listening to the music, and like people would be crowd surfing, and I'd be like, oh, that's one of my students. <laughs> I'd be like. Aren't you my teacher? Yeah, hi. So. You shouldn't be drinking. And I know that I never a caught cigarette. any of them drinking, but I did catch some of them dr- smoking. A lot. Um, of yeah. Oh, I don't doubt the weed. Oh, I, they were smoking cloves, but they oh. were fucking smoking weed. It, it's a clove cigarette. Yeah, no, it's not. I know. Oh, bless you. Goodness. I'm okay. So, New York as our stage. Cliche or perfect because of the book? Perfect for this book. And I know you yes. have a big deal with like New York being a cliche. And that's probably just because you're from, you know, well, New it, York. It, it's just every upstate. time. My my beef with New York as a setting is every young ingenue that pops out of a rom-com is mm-hmm. instantly in New York City. And she's just trying to find her way and find yeah. love. And it's just the same cookie cutter format. This right. was different. This was unique. This well, I, was I actually really liked I actually really liked the aspect of this that she had Broadway ambitions, but she was actually going to go to go to a school in California. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people don't realize that like yes, Broadway is the musical theater pinnacle, but right. it's not the only place where you can be trained um for musical theater. It's not the only place that puts on, you know, original shows. Mm-hmm. Um so LA does have a large uh, Broadway. Well, yeah, I don't, you wouldn't call it Broadway, I guess, because it's not Broadway, but musical theater, musical scene. theater scene. They really do. Um, so does LA? Um, so does Chicago? Right. And um, London is London. huge. Uh, doesn't Berlin have a really big one? I don't know. Ber- the last time I was in Berlin, last and only time I was in Berlin, it was just all about leather and pornography. Oh, fun! Germans are very like open about their sexuality and they think that they think americans are repressed and we need more leather i mean 
We're a little repressed. We can't even say the word sex without somebody blushing or turning red in a large group, you know, of adults. So, um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I Do you really want to be like the Germans? Like, I, I don't mean, want to be like the Germans, but I think like as Americans, we can calm the fuck down a little bit in general. Like, we're like me. I, I actually... I'm, Without Ritalin all the time. We're always high anxiety for no fucking reason. Yeah, like, but America's I, exhausting. But I don't think that we're as repressed as we used to be. I think social no. media and the access of the internet and, and the fact that 100%. right now, the fact that right now, like the books that are selling the most mm-hmm. are sex, are sex books. They're books mm-hmm. about, you know, they're, they're women's porn. They're lady porn. Um. Which, I mean, by the way, I'm really going to need us to bring those back because I just, I, I miss my romance novels. We are having one next month, but next I, month. I miss my romance novels. I know. I know. All right. This was a cutesy romance novel. This wasn't yeah. a... Uh, this a, was definitely this YA smut. romance. Yeah. Millie is a big personality. Yes. From the jump, we see why people call her a lot. As a person defined by this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Not an insult, right? It, it's just a definition. But we can see that Millie also has her own struggles. Mm-hmm. Her Millie moods, finding her identity, yeah. which she changes her clothes constantly in her style because she just is trying to avoid this viral video that she feels she just can't shake. Yeah. This thing that has defined her. Reminds me of that movie, A, Cin- a Cinderella Story with yeah. Hilary Duff. I didn't watch that one. Oh, her best friend, like, he's an actor and he never, he just tries all these different styles. It basically is a different character every day. It's really annoying. So let's talk about this complex character and how this whole story revolves around her. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about Millie? Like, as a main character to start? Um, She was like Leah Michelle, but likable. Yes. Yes. A talented Leah Michelle. But likable. Likable. And I mean, she wasn't a stick either, right? Like, right. she's, and she has her flaws, and mm-hmm. she even openly admits that at times she struggles with her talent because mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like she's good enough. Yeah. And, and I think part of her lost identity is because she doesn't know who, where half of herself has come from, you know? Right. Right. So. Yeah, I um I like her as a main character for this kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't find this story believable. No, at all. No, it's and, a fictitious world, and, and I really, <laughs> I really struggle with the fact that um there was a huge, massive plot hole in this book. Oh, really? Um, yes, the plot hole is that. Uh, her best friend finds all of the girls, all of the potential mm-hmm. moms, right on Facebook, and they're all mutual friends with her dad, and yet uh-huh. somehow they don't know who she is. You're telling me that they've never seen none a of them of her on Facebook. Maybe she, um, maybe Millie after that whole video thing mm-hmm. won't let her post her on social media. Well, that's interesting. You would say that, Molly, except that towards the end of the book. She specifically says that her dad doesn't post a face on Facebook a lot, except that he shares the pictures of the two of them that her aunt posts. <laughs> so, so yeah, you're right. You're right. That is a huge plot hole. And despite the fact that this does have a huge plot hole, I still gave this four stars. I really nice. liked it. Plot um, plot the plot hole. hole, the plot hole without plot hole, it had gotten four and a half stars. It's just, I mean, it's, it is a big I like Millie. I like mm-hmm. the Millie moods. I don't always like the way that the Millie moods are over-described. That's very YA. Yeah. Um, And we've just been reading, like, there was a time that all I was reading was YA, mm-hmm. but there, we've been reading so many books that are, like, adult, and so... Yeah, genres, absolutely. Like, you come off of a week of reading Station Eleven to this, it's just, like, a hard transition, yeah, transition. you know? Jinx. And... Well, look, if you jinx me, we're not going to have a fucking podcast. So just knock that shit out. (laughs) April, April, April. And like next week's book is also YA and has some things where I'm like, okay, well, this is very clearly in that genre. Oh my God. I am struggling with next week's book. 
but we'll talk Let's about talk that, about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about um, that next week. But I did like her as a character. I like her. Um, I couldn't stop picturing Leah Michelle. Like that was all I could see. Oh, I was picking more of a uh, young America Ferreira. Mm-mm. She's not a Latino. No, but for some reason, that's the body type and the mm-hmm. body frame, and I—that's who I was picturing. No, my brain instantly went to like, um, went to <sighs> Plus Size Girls. What was the HBO movie she first started with? Oh, Jesus, I, 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 I'll find it. I don't know, and I'll put it in the comments. Anyway, something so, about real women having curves. Real women have curves. Real women have curves. That's it. Um, no. I, I mean, maybe not Leah Michelle, but maybe Rachel Berry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Rachel Berry was based on Leah Michelle. Um, right. The fact that, that Rachel isn't always likable is because Leah Michelle isn't Michelle's always likable. Always likable. <laughs> and I feel like that's uh, Millie. Valid. Yeah. That's it Millie. is. Um, I love that she went to this, like, you know, fame high school, you know. Um I, it makes it it makes it more fantasy, right? Yes, I'm it, annoyed by the fact that Oliver never confessed that his brother's song, that's called "Love at First Spite," was about her. Like I'm, I know, 100 percent convinced that that song is. Oh, about her. as soon as that song started playing, I go, yeah. "That is 100 percent about Millie." Yeah, 100 percent about Millie. And I'm like, okay, come on, right? We're just we're just like you're beating a dead horse at this point. We get it. Right. They dig each other. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our dad. Cooper Price is the exact opposite of his vibrant daughter. Mm-hmm. And yet he completely gets her. He is imminent about her not going to this pre-college program. He yeah. Is, he is not happening it, right? Yeah. What do you think his motives are? Do you think his actions were familiar for himself? I would say for himself, do you want your kid to go to school across the country when they're 17 years old? No. Um, if it's better for them. No, it wasn't better for him, for them. It wasn't better for Millie. I understand that the pre-college was a rigorous program and that, you know, it was prestigious, but what would have been better for her is her auditioning in the city that she was in, putting little Joe behind her and doing the work. People that are going to go to the pre-college. She won't. So I don't know she why won't. she thought it would be better for her if she went there. Yeah, I don't it either. Have been. Like, it, 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 honestly, it wouldn't have. But no. she just she thought new city, new start, right? If but it wasn't go, going we, to be that because her end goal was ultimately to be on Broadway. So just and I mean, go the do internet's it. forever. The internet is forever. Yeah. So, and I one hundred percent do not believe that. Um, fuck! I just forgot her name. Millie? No. The aunt? No, actual actress. Leah Michelle. No. Molly, stop guessing. Well, I'm trying Sutton to think. Foster. I 100 percent believe that Sutton Foster would not share a video of somebody that she didn't think was talented. A million percent. So Never. the fact that that got shared like that. Mm-hmm. I think Millie was being harder on herself than anyone else was being on her. A hundred percent. Millie was just beating herself up, right? Well, like she, she was a middle schooler. She's not going to have the vocal control of an adult. Yeah, exactly. she's not going to. Um, you hear, like, you know, those kids. Like, there's that. I don't know what the fuck the children's choir is called, but there's like that children's choir that does all these like pop covers. Uh-huh. So they are very talented, right? Some of that is mixing when they're when they're yeah. filming, but their voices are not mature. They're right. they're still children. They're in well, they're in puberty too. Like right. the way you sing as an adolescent is not the way you sing when you are performing vocally. You can use Taylor Swift as an example. Taylor Swift did not have the best vocals when she was 16, 15 and starting mm-hmm. out. To be fair, she took some vocal lessons so that she could do um better. There was some movie, maybe Les Mis. She was trying to be in Les Mis or something. I don't oh. know. But um, she took vocal lessons. And um, she's gotten a lot better. But again, that is a development of a voice. She's an adult now. Mm-hmm. She's in her 30s. So, yeah. um, I was thinking, um, who was that kid that was really popular in the country circuit who went through puberty and like lost I everything? I don't listen to country music. 
It was in the early 2000s. I if I remember it, I'll put it in the comments. But he was like, he had this beautiful, pristine voice, and then he just lost it. I mean, is like, Justin Bieber still doing things? Yeah, he still can sing. Does he still sound like he did when he was nine? Mm, kind of, but I think that's mixing. Do you know that there are something like 35 people credited for writing his song, Baby? Baby. Yeah. Like, if you Molly, go into, like... do you know what the lyrics of that song are? Baby, 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 baby oh. oh, baby, 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 oh, my baby. 35 people did not need to write that. That's, no, why, why the fuck? Why the Money. fuck? Money. Oh, Money. This is why I don't listen to pop music. Money. <laughs> I think that what has happened to my brain on the flu is that I cannot complete a thought. So I, have, I can never complete I a thought. I don't even remember what your fucking wrong. question was. Okay, we're going to go to the next one anyways. Sounds good. Did Millie I answer runs, that one? Yes. Great. Millie runs around New York in her aunt's boot, Heather's boots. But she is constantly... And she is constantly she is constantly turning to her for advice and a milkshake. But Millie doesn't realize till it's too late that her actions are upsetting Heather. What do you think about the relationship and how how the author used this book to move the story forward? I don't know that I agree with you. I don't know that I agree with you that her actions were upsetting Heather. I think that, it was that whole fight on the stairs was about how Heather was upset that Millie was trying to find her mom. And ignoring Heather. No, I think she was upset because I think it wasn't just at Millie. I think she was upset that Cooper let it go on for that long, that he wasn't honest. And now Millie was doing something desperate and that it was all going to come crashing down and everybody was going to get hurt. Oh, I thought of it more of like, I've been your mom for all these years. No, I don't think that. Why didn't you feel comfortable coming to me and asking me for help? No, that's how it felt to me. Well, that's interesting that we have different interpretations on it because I don't think she really cared that she was going to lose her fill-in mom status. I think it was more about not wanting to hurt her brother. I, I, I honestly feel like it's more of a, this hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. I also raised you. I am not just a side thing. Mm-hmm. I am also a grown-up in your life that cares about you and loves you very much. And mm-hmm. I just didn't see it like that. Okay. But That's okay. I, I do want to comment on her going around in Heather's boots. Oh, yeah. So that is 100% a comfort thing for her, right? So mm-hmm. she tries on a different, like, outfit every day, right? So she's never being, like, she doesn't have a specific style. One week she's emo and one week she's this and one week she's that. But the thing that's consistent in her life is Heather's boots. And Heather is... And they're not even Millie's boots. No. No. But Heather's the consistency in her life, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Heather's the consistency. Heather always has a milkshake. Heather always has an advice. And Mm -hmm. Heather's boots will always be waiting at the front door for her. Right. And uh, it it really shows who Heather is to her in her life. Heather is her mom. Well... It's not... I um, honestly kind of feel like Heather is more like a mom... To Cooper. I think she's I, I protective feel, of Cooper. Well, I mean, she had to. Her, their parents just ditched them, right? Right. But that's Cooper what I mean. Like, I feel like, something. like, I feel like her being upset with Millie wasn't about feeling like Millie was going to abandon her. I think it was about her going to abandon Cooper. I can see your side. I can understand that. It definitely can be interpreted both ways, I feel like. Hmm. I do. Okay. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> I, I, no, I mean, I, I don't. It know. was a joke, baby. I'm sorry. I can know I, you're on can I take a nap? cold meds. Can I we're take almost a done. Nap now? We're almost done. We're almost done. Ish. We're not. A, we're not even close to done. We're like 20 I'm minutes on, in. I got six. Okay, Millie and her moms. Okay. Yeah. Each were brought into her life for different reasons. Yeah. The author made that pretty clear. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Um. I want to talk about Steph first. Okay. So I have a few things. I think Steph was brought into her life to remind her to never stop dreaming, to remind her to grind, to remind her that you have to work to pursue your dream. Yes. 
Um, what did you, how did you feel about Steph? What did you think of her as a mom? She was as my one favorite of the potential of the three. moms. She was my favorite. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she was the most like Millie. And so she's the one that like I wanted to root for, but I kind of figured out the twist. Oh yeah, I did too. And I, I, mean, I guess the twist like from jump, but, um, but she's the same. one I wanted. Um, right. and like Mama Mia, uh, you know, one of the, one of the guys in Mama Mia ends up can't be the dad because he's not straight right so yeah. um anyway uh like that's that's her for me even though she's yeah. she's not the lesbian of, is, of the three um steph um i mean steph technically is related to her yes. so i mean there yes. was i mean they were she was close right, right. with steph right. just not close enough so how how is her dad Facebook friends with Steph? And when they have that conversation, that's like I don't know a Steph that could potentially be your mom, and he's not like putting two and two together. That like okay. Oh. Do you remember when in the early two thousands and everybody was just accepting random Facebook requests because they were friends of friends? No. Okay, well that was happening a lot. So no, maybe I did he not just accept. Okay, well a lot of people did. So it was probably a friend of a friend, and one of them went add friend and neither of them thought about it well that's my assumption i personally think it's pretty shitty that that steph was friends with him on facebook or maybe that steph has been checking on him for and that's what i georgie. think the shitty part is georgie didn't want to know she right. didn't so, want to know and it was steph's job to know and steph just didn't i don't so I maybe don't. it's steph's fault maybe it's steph's no, fault no i don't knew. i don't think that I don't think Steph was supposed to know. Hmm. See, these are the plot holes I'm talking about. There are. Um, okay, next, I want to talk about Farah. Farah was the dance Terrible teacher. Terrible name. Nobody names their kid Farah anymore. Well, she's our age, so. Who named kids our age Farah? No. I don't know, but I will look on the census and see what no. it, if it was popular. Farah is like from the 60s when Farah Fawcett was popular. I bet you it's in the top 100 for between 1983 and 1979. I doubt I, it. I'm going to find out. And you'll know in the comments, gang. Um, Farah was there, in my opinion, to teach Millie about enjoying it, right? Farrah was there to remind Millie that this is fun. That's the whole point of theater, right? That it's fun. And Farrah was there to remind her to fucking relax and enjoy it. Was Farrah the dance teacher? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I would say that your comment is more relevant to Beth. Really? Mm -hmm. I think Beth was more of a, this is how family acts. This is your family. These are your people. Beth was... A fate thing. Beth was needed for her dad. The only well, reason yes, Beth but was I, in but there I was think... because it was for Cooper. That was the author's intention, in my opinion. Well, I do think that she was in there for Cooper, but I also think that like she made Millie find Broadway to be fun and not as serious. Like we yeah. can just enjoy it. We don't have to be the lead. It can in, be silly and goofy you know, and like we don't have to be starring more, in Wicked. Like we can but, just go see Wicked. Right. But Beth was more of a being a fan, right? But right, that's what Beth I mean. Also brought her Beth also brought her Chloe, right? Mm -hmm. Beth made her a big sister, even though she wasn't Dumb. a big sister. We'll talk Dumb. about that. Dumb. Um so I want to talk about Millie's boys next. Okay. Millie's boys. Um, well, hang on. Let's go back to Farah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I um, thought you were done with Farah. Sorry. I didn't tell you what I thought of her. I told you what I didn't I, think of her. Okay. I apologize. How My am apologies. I doing better today than you? And I'm I the one that's know. on drugs. I'm always on drugs. No. No, that's true. That's <laughs> true. You are. Um, I'm always on some sort of meds. Anyways, go ahead. Anyway. For me, Farah was the character that you could just remove from the story. Oh, I felt like that was Chloe. Oh, it's 100% Chloe, but I mean of the three moms. Oh. Like, she's the one that I was like, mm, it's not her. From Jump, I was like, nope. I knew it her. wasn't Beth. I knew it wasn't Beth. I, I didn't think it was Beth either because I thought that whole I could be a big sister thing was just such drama. Well, but, in the Southern Belle bullshit with Beth having the, 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 the Southern accent and it just... It didn't uh, and fit. nothing in the book makes it sound like she should have a southern accent. No, like it just. None I think of that it was fit. a narrator choice. None of it really fit, and I just. Mm. Mm. 
I don't know. I liked Beth for Cooper. That's the only reason. The also, only reason. Also, just as a side note here, Cooper got around in his early Cooper 20s. Cooper was a man or homie. So we thought there was potential for three moms, but that means he also slept with cousins. Like he slept with Steph and her cousin. Maybe he didn't know they were cousins. They did that now. No. That last name is not like Brown. It's not like you can right. be like two people with last name Johnson. Probably met her across the hall. <laughs> two people with the last name Johnson. Like you would probably be like, mm, they might not be related. Right. Exactly. But we are. There is a possibility. We are. <laughs> my grandmother was adopted by Johnson. So technically I have Johnsons on both sides of my family. So it's a common name, okay? But their last name was not common, and she lived across the fucking hall. You telling me he never met her cousin? That like no. That's probably how he met Steph. That's so annoying. Wait a minute. Maybe he didn't. Oh, wait a minute. There you go. Wait a minute. We're math in here. Hold on, gang. Maybe he didn't actually know Steph because that was just the last name that popped up when uh, he was yeah yeah it because because georgie changed her last name she changed her name yeah okay well he didn't sleep with cousins then all right i cooper is redeemed <laughs> yay we're back <laughs> still a plot hole about the facebook thing it still bothers word. me word um so millie's boys are you ready to talk about them Yes, but I don't know who we're talking about. Wait, Teddy and Oliver? Okay, I got it. Teddy and Oliver. I, I'm back now. First, I'm back! About- <laughs> I'm back, bitches! Teddy is not just her best friend. He's practically her brother. They have been side by since he, since the day he was two days old. Yeah. At times, she forgets about him and his life. Do you think yeah. she's a good friend to t- him? I do. I think they're good friends for each other. I think they're what each other needs. She travels all over the city doing the things that he needs her to do. He listens to Broadway music that he doesn't want to listen to, but he does it. Um, I think they're good together. And I'm very happy that they weren't each other's love interest. That it wasn't like... You know how I love that. Boy best friends. That's all I'm asking for authors. Boy best friends. It is a real thing. Right. Right. Um, So anyway, I liked that. I didn't think he needed to date whatever the fuck her name was. Chloe. And, no. And, and Chloe. I have beef with that. And, and we'll get Chloe's story. Chloe's. <laughs> fuck, I can't talk. Chloe's story that she's like somehow the girl that he also liked on the app thing is just exactly. It's the bullshit, bullshit flag, flag gang for those not watching. <sighs> That's for those who are listening. I'll just give you one of these. <laughs> It's bullshit, gang. You know what's funny, Molly? I couldn't find my my uh, bell before this episode mm-hmm. started, and you were like, oh, we won't need it for this episode. And all we've done is ring it. We're fucking assholes. <laughs> we needed the bell, Molly. We needed the bell. This is we a book that bell. needs a bell. Um, I feel like there's a balance between Millie and Teddy. But I, I, with this book, we're not getting the full picture. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes it's more Millie forward than mm-hmm. their relationship should be. But as a person that's in a relationship with an extra, as a, like you and me, extrovert, mm-hmm. introvert. Yes. My husband and I, extrovert, introvert. Yes. Sometimes from the outside, it looks like it's the extrovert is the primary focus in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But unless you know that relationship forward and backwards, you're not going to know that there is an equal bond, right? Yeah. So I. Well, I do think that sometimes you get in those relationships, extrovert, introvert, and the extrovert does take over. I do think that that happens. That does not happen in our relationship because I won't let you. (laughs) Absolutely not. I feel like we and then and, and and let's not lie. I sometimes need you to remind me because I am a space cadet. Yeah, but you remind me to do things to include myself more, too. I mean, right. I, I don't know. But I, I think the, I don't know, the geocaching thing, like, are people really that obsessed with geocaching? I don't know. Yes. I know, like, one person that does geocaching. She's pretty obsessed. Houston has it. a huge scene for it. Really? Yeah. Mm. 
There's Facebook groups, apps, gate. Oh, it's a whole thing. My assistant, my assistant from last year in the library where I worked, I don't know if she's still listening to the podcast. If you are, hi, friend. Hi. Um, I, I'm not going to say her name because if she is, I don't want to, you know. Embarrass her. Yeah. Right. But she's big into geocaching. They, they like, go it, on I geocaching mean, trips. But I didn't realize, it. like, young people did that. Like, I yeah. thought it was more like an adult thing. Yeah, no. Kids love it. Mm. Kids love it. They just need a grown-up. And I don't want a grown-up and do that, you know? Like, mm. so we've talked mm. about Teddy. Let's talk about Oliver. I love Oliver. From the beginning of this book, we're no good. We're gonna get a grumpy sunshine trope with Oliver grumpy and Millie. Grumpy sunshine, you know I love a grumpy sunshine. Oh, you love it. You live a grumpy sunshine. I do. That is that you is my grumpy, life. Grumpy sunshine. Grumpy sunshine. They are, in Millie's words, spoiler nemesis. alert. They remain grumpy just because you fall in love with them doesn't make them any less grumpy. They remain they grumpy. Just, they just enjoy your sunshine. Exactly. Less of other people. They're less grumpy to you, but they're still grumpy. You just got to learn to manage it. Right. Their story twists and intertwines so much. I want to. Okay. So there's a couple things I want to talk about, but let's start with the internship. Mm-hmm. Or I want to start before that. Okay. How Millie and Oliver know each other. Millie and Oliver know each other from the first day of school, practically for them. From internship or from uh, orientation before they even started school. Yeah. He recognized her. Right. And she freaked but out. But he didn't recognize her for what she thought he recognized her for. Right. And so she freaked out. Mm-hmm. And she instantly was like, okay, I got to keep this guy on like, on, on, on the corner of my eye. Yeah. He's going to be a problem. We're going to be frenemies gonna... because, which right. is so cliche. And she thought he was always going against her. But mm-hmm. then come to find out he has been busting his ass to make her life mm-hmm. worth living for like the last mm-hmm. four years. So everything Oliver's done is for Millie. Right. And Millie has had no clue. Right. What do you think of this? I mean, it's really cliche, but I love Grumpy Sunshine, so I don't care. I know you do. I knew that from Jump that Oliver had feelings for her. I knew that it was all a facade. And right. that it was Millie being Millie and not realizing all these things that he was doing for her. It was, you know... That's the classic Grumpy, grumpy Sunshine. So, mm-hmm. like, an adult version of Grumpy Sunshine that we read this year, but last season, would be, um, uh, oh, fuck, Molly, I'm so tired. Um, Allie oh, Hazelwood, God. Adam yeah. Carlson, and yeah. what the fuck's the book called? Uh, <laughs> Love Hypothesis. Love Hypothesis, thank you. So, Adam Carlson was doing all these things all of these things for her and she just didn't know no that he was actually making ways for her and doing things to like because he mm-hmm. loved her and yeah that's what Oliver's were doing was doing here he I mean, he knew he was on and he, the fucking cookie in his cookie. phone that's yeah. not because he saw her at the cookie place it's not that just, no she's a cookie she's He's sweet so and he wants to take a bite She's saccharine. Like, she's just sugary. And yeah, right. she's delicious. She's adorable. She's right. cute. Like, right. you, you, you want to buy her. She's She's got shelf appeal, you right. know? Yeah, we don't buy people, um, Molly. I know we don't buy people. Not literally, metaphorically. <laughs> We're metaphorically buying the cookie. I want everybody to know that I am not buying people. <laughs> I did think I would have to say this on this podcast. I don't literally buy... It was a bad metaphor, King. I'm so sorry. <laughs> ah! We should not sick and pod. No, but you know what? It'll be entertaining. Uh, let's talk about his brother's band. Will it, though? Or will it just be entertaining for us? I don't know. We're going to find out. Oh, we got a quick order. What the fuck was your question? The internship. I want to talk oh. about the internship next. So, Try, say that word again. Try internship. again. Internship. There you go. There you go. So. You got it. Millie goes to Georgie's office. Yes. Trying to find stuff. Trying to find stuff. When she gets there, Oliver's there. Yeah. And Millie doesn't back down. So one thing leads to another. And now she's in a competition for an internship against him that she didn't know about till that moment she, she walked in. She didn't know in. the internship existed or any of it. Yeah. So what did you think of all of this, this part of the story? What did it, 
Did you like the internship? Did you like the competition I mean, between it's them? the close proximity cliche. So right, we've already it's got that, the. Gr- it's not a bed, right? We've already right. There's not one bed. We're certain, but um, it's close proximity because it is. The, we have the grumpy sunshine. We know that he likes her. I mean, we don't know, but we know. We know. We know. Um, I mean, it's obvious, right? And so. Uh, You've got to have the close proximity because otherwise, like, what are they right. going to do that would have the gotten point? them? Yeah. What what would have gotten them close together this summer? Right. So. Right. So. I find it really fucking unbelievable that Oliver didn't know that her aunt owned the milkshake club. Uh, yeah. I, that feels really unbelievable. You're telling me they never had a cast party there. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit flag. Um. So let's talk about his brother's band. As yes. Millie... And Oliver become friendly. Yes. She kind of nudges the booker at the milkshake club. Right. And gets his brother's band booked. Right. And that's his goal, right? He wants to help his brothers make it big, help their band stay unique and original. And that's why he wants the internship. Right. What did you think of the brothers and the band and all of that? Cliche. I mean, it was cute. It was cliche. The music. It was cute. I, mean, I, li- that I like that they're doing like songs that have like titles of emo, like the emo bands and like the mid 2000s would do. Like, yeah. like for example, Fallout Boy, the titles of their songs never had any fucking thing to do with the lyrics of the songs. It was just like mm. the lawyers made us do this. Like it was it, yeah. like it's literally a song by them. Like it's nonsense. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with like Panic at the Disco, like nonsense things. They- I chime in with the haven't you people ever heard Stop of? It. <laughs> <laughs> that song is called I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. I know! I know! It's so weird and I love it. I love it too. Panic is one of I my favorites. Um, um, so, so I liked that. I liked that they sang about Taco Bell and like, it was just such nonsense. It's and so super funny. Cute. And, and each brother is uniquely different. Yeah. And it just, again, sugar. It's I may really need to detox cute. from Gilmore Girls because this entire episode I've been like, oh, that's like Luke. Oh, that's like Hep Alien. I'm only doing it in my head. I'm not doing it out loud. Oh my God. But does that not feel like a sugary big city Gilmore Girls vibe though? Yes. I mean, oh, okay. So let's jump into question seven. Okay. Do you think Chloe's storyline is necessary no. in this book? No. I mean, she does date the bestie and eventually become sister to Millie. No. But is this character necessary? No. And I didn't like, that was the one voice that I didn't really like the way the narrator did it. it she did it, it too just, young. She did it too well, young. It, it just felt, she was supposed to be a grade younger than them and she sounded like a 10 year old. Yeah. Eh, all whiny and shit. It was yeah. not necessary. I didn't like it. Um, and no, I don't think she is important to the story. Like I don't you, think it is. You remove her from the story and you still have the same story. I honestly, I mean, and, the only and, thing. And I said at the beginning or at some point in this episode that it was really not believable that she's the girl that Teddy has the cyber crush on either. Well, and. All and, the people on the app, all the people in New York City, that one girl. Okay, that was too loud for a sore throat. Okay. You take it, over now. Just, you take a drink. It's just, I don't know. Like, yes. Did Teddy need somebody because he was lonely? Yes. Did it have to be the possible, maybe almost sister? No. Why did he need somebody? I don't know. He, it he, just, he didn't need anyone. There was no need for a second well, he's relationship. He's saying how lonely and sad he is, you know? Motherfucking everybody ended up in a relationship by the end of this. So Facts. it was Teddy and Chloe, Beth and Cooper, Heather and. Farah, um, Millie, and Oliver. The only people yep. that didn't end up with somebody were was Steph, Seth and, and Georgie. Georgie. It's like a Shakespearean comedy. Everyone gets married in the end. No one got married, but you know, you know what I mean. Close to fucking enough. I know what you mean. So let's talk about the milkshake club. You know that that actually is a, a, a Shakespearean comedy. That's a requirement. Every right. single Shakespearean comedy ends with the, with most of the people getting married. Right. Every single Shakespearean tragedy ends with someone dying. Oh, yeah. I took and even And even the dark comedies, people still get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He's got a format. Yeah. He knows what he was doing. It was a very clear script, but it was working. It was. I mean, he made enough money to survive on it. Yeah. But I still don't believe that that would be the thing we would cling to at the apocalypse. I, I don't either. still maintain that. I... I have beef with that. I was I was definitely talking to you and Chessie. Like, my back and hips have been fucked up since the weather came in. And uh-huh. I was, I popped a 10 milli vanilla gummy of yumminess and sat down on the couch to watch y'all. And let me tell y'all, these bitches did not respond back. Can you believe that? The <laughs> rudeness of them. I'm sorry. Mom. I am a part of this podcast. You are a huge part of this podcast. Go watch it on YouTube and talk to them. You'll feel better, guys. Or don't, because that's weird. (laughs) No, it's not. It's fine. So let's talk about the Milkshake Club. Okay. I've talked about this in the past. We've seen it before with integral parts of the story. Like, i.e., for example, Serenity and Firefly in the Madison House and Discovery of Witches. Mm. Is the Milkshake Club a character? No. (gasps) I don't think so either. And the reason I feel that way is because the character setting in this is New York itself. Yes. Yes. The living, breathing character location is New York. It's New York City. It is. It is New York City. If the Milkshake Club, like say in Serenity, for example, in Firefly, Serenity is the home. Right? It is where everything happens, just about, it is their transportation, and it is And she's life. a leaf on the wind. Don't make my ex cry. I'm sorry. Wash is my favorite, too. Wash is my favorite. But, it just, it doesn't, we don't get that, this is so stupid, that vibe. Mm-mm. We don't get I also Madison do not believe vibe. that this club is like the new cbgb's no way no you serve milkshakes unless you're putting rum in them nope this is not where rock and roll is going to be born mm-hmm. it was cute i like the idea but a place where teenagers and everybody at night can just it doesn't make sense no i'm not gonna go jump in a hot mosh pit with my stomach full of dairy no i, I that's good advice for everyone <laughs> That is <laughs> solid advice for everyone there. Do not drink milkshakes before you go jump in a mosh pit. Don't you mosh will milk. Vomit. Don't milk and mosh. <laughs> you will vomit all over everyone. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. There are two. Anyone else here? Circus music, or is it just me? <laughs> Oh my God, she's getting punchy. I got to wrap up. There's two scenes in this book that I think shape it and help the story move forward immensely. Everything that happens at her surprise birthday party and the scene where she and her father find each other near the water after she discovers who her mother really is. Were there also, any moments? No, I don't believe that either. They just is found each mo- other there. No. Maybe it's a place they go all the time. I don't know. Is there any moments in the book you felt helped shape it and move the story forward? Um, her finding out that Cooper uh, called and turned down her spot. What a fucked up minute. Poor Millie. Yeah. And Georgie was in, was so compassionate in that moment. Right. Right? Right. And. Just write it down. I also really liked the scene in which she's having her internship, like, debriefing with Georgie. Mm-hmm. And Georgie's like, you're not going to that school. And yes. when she said that, like, I had suspected. That was a mom. I had suspected yeah. the whole time that she was Millie's mom. But when she said that, I was like, yeah, that's a mom moment right there. Mm-hmm. And. It is. And. You're not going to that school. Like, it wasn't just, I'm, this was not up for discussion. That is not a good school for you. So those two scenes for me. Manager and mom in, in like, 30 seconds. She Mm -hmm. saw Millie's talent. She saw what she was. She was like, absolutely not. That is going to fuck your life up. place will destroy you. Right. Yes. Right. Um, so since we're talking about Millie, 
Major spoilers, gang. We find out the agent that she was interning for is her mom. <laughs> In case you didn't Woo! catch that the other like 50 times we've said that this episode. Um, come to find out, Georgie was his was her dad's Teddy. Grew up like Teddy's parents bought that house, that apartment from Georgie's family. Right. Millie discovers this in like Millie discovers it by accident, right? Yeah. Like, did you see it coming? Was it like, did you it resolve the way you expected it to? How did you feel about how all this major part of the story played out? Um, I think it was a necessary climax to their story. Yeah. Her standing in her apartment. It was very... Holding um, the dry cleaning. It like, was very Meryl Streep in Devil Wars Prada. Oh my God, yes. It was very much like the walls are down. I'm vulnerable. I can't fix this. You've right. broken me. Right. Um, I can't believe you're here right now. Why the fuck are you the person here? Right. I don't need you. Right. And then I don't really believe that they ended up just everything sunshine and rainbows and they have this great relationship 10 months later that i don't too much. it's i don't unless they are in an intense family therapy yeah. i highly doubt it and i don't i don't think just for millie like i feel like for her for georgie you made a choice you left and as much as like you maybe regret that sometimes you don't get to just move back in like you don't and I don't feel like Millie really needed her. Like Cooper yeah. gave her the opportunity to like, here's your mom. Like I can tell you who she is, but she didn't want it. She was like, maybe some other time, you know? Right. I do think it's really shitty. It's not because she left her daughter. Like if you feel like you cannot care for your child and you give your child to someone who can care for your child, you have made that is a brave. very brave decision. Very. And I support that. I don't support the fact that her dad kept all this from her, you know? I, like, I feel like they needed to have a conversation, which was like, your mom loved you a lot, and that's why she couldn't keep you. Like, it's it wasn't, fucking parent trap. It wasn't going to work. Right. You it, have a twin. Right. Didn't mean to not tell you. This wasn't going to fit for her. <laughs> she didn't feel like she was good at it. Um, and she did try for a while to get communication, but... She needed, it was too hard. It was too hard. But he never, like, her never even knowing her mom's name, like, I just it's don't weird. find that very believable. Well, I wonder like, if he was like, I know my daughter, she's going to go try to find her. I don't maybe know. Was, I mean, I know people of, who never met their one of their parents, but they still knew their name. You know? I feel like it was more, it was Cooper protecting his best friend, not Cooper being a dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it does it was, make sense that they were friends that in his live journal, he says, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, why did I do that? Why did I sleep with her? Because right. that's not the relationship they had. That's, no. That's the relationship that he, that's not the relationship they had. They had a friendship and mm -hmm. him sleeping with her was drunken stupidness. Yeah. And you know? it hurt and it hurt both of them and it right. destroyed them and it ruined their friendship. Right. And I mean, but isn't that... That is just exactly how it happens, though. Mm -hmm. It is exactly how that kind of thing happens. Two friends who love each other dearly, who have had a lifelong connection, get super hammered, hook up, have a kid, and all of a sudden everything's broken. I how many times have we heard that story? We've heard, heard that, that story, story, but I, but I, my argument is that we don't need that story. And like you and I both talk about how it's nice to have stories where the friend is just the friend. Yeah. And... It doesn't happen all the time that a male and a female who are friends, they fuck each other. Like, that doesn't, right. that doesn't always happen. I lost my train of thought. Right. But it's just, it's real, but it wasn't necessary. Mm -mm. No. So let's talk about the end of this book. Okay. You know how I feel about poof, fast forward in marriage. Yeah. But this time I was okay with it because yeah. it was cutesy and it, it finished the sugar off, right? Right. We have this grand, like, adventure for the right. Beth and Cooper. And then they meet them at Washington Park and this beautiful yeah. marriage proposals waiting for them. What did you think of the ending? Again, cliche, but I did like it. I, I, yeah. 
I thought from jump that when Beth and Cooper reconnected, like that was it. They were going to get married. Yeah. Oh, they're MFEO for sure. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad. And I know this isn't your question, but I'm really glad Millie ended up staying in New York that she made the choice to not try to go, um, to California to the, to the Mm pre-college that she was going to stay in New York and she was going to be Oliver's girlfriend and Cooper's daughter and get to know Georgie and, you know, be a high school senior because and, that's what she needed, honestly. And start becoming her own person and auditioning again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. It's. I'm glad too. It. it I lost my train of thought. Let's. I'll just jump into the next question because I don't know where I was going to go next. I apologize. No idea. That's okay. I don't either. Um, I promise. Book- I promise. Next episode will be better. We both will be. We're getting there, <laughs> oh, guys. We got to get our feeding. Does this book have a potential for a sequel or to be picked up? No, I think it's done. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it won't get picked up for something. Like, Netflix is a been, Times bestseller. It, Net, I would be Netflix surprised. is making, like, a whole bunch of those, like, mini Sugar series. Yeah, yeah. Based on YA books. And those are doing really well. So I can see them, like, picking this up for that. But Oh, this could I, definitely be a small Hulu series or something little. But like I that. don't yes. think it should get a sequel. Like, I think the story's no. done. Like, I don't need to know what happens to Millie after. I'm tie the bow, done. We know. We know she'll be famous one day. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. Um. Final question, April Goodreads. I gave it a four Any out of five. final thoughts? Okay. I gave it a four out of five. And... Despite the fact that I did a lot of bell ringing and complaining about the cliches and the plot holes that really bugged me, I did <laughs> oh, enjoy this I book. I loved this book. I, I did enjoy it. Book. And and it's so funny to me, Molly, because I don't often talk about our podcast at work because, number one, I'm some people's boss. And, like, I don't really right. like to, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, here's my personal life on a platter. Like, I won't be Facebook friends with you, but here's my podcast. Right. Um. So I actually, one of my um, staff, she is a very avid reader and reads super fast like Katie does. And um, she has a theater background, like went to school for theater. And so I was like, you really need to read this book. And she read it faster than I did and loved it. Loved it. Well, it's just. Like I wasn't quite finished with it when I told her to read it and she was loving it and she loved it. if I have a friend that goes, I need a book that's joyful, fun, mm-hmm. I'm going to give them this. I'm going to tell yeah. them to read this. Because this is just, that's exactly what this is, right? Right. This book is fun and joyful. And yes, we were hypercritical, but we're always hypercritical. We guys. always are. And we and that's are. the thing. Like, if you listen to the first season of this podcast, when we were not really at our best, like, we've definitely we weren't gotten even better. Ready. We didn't know where we were, though. <laughs> no, like, we've we gotten, still figuring it out. we've gotten better as the seasons have gone on. But I mean, this is not a great example of it. We've been having a day. <laughs> but the, <laughs> but the books we were reviewing in season one versus Mm -hmm. where we are now we read so much more that we're critical of books that other people wouldn't be you know what i mean like we're not sugarcoating things at all anymore because we we have developed an audience we developed a voice we know what you want the truth (laughs) and 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 we read so much that we can't we can't avoid the honesty because You know, if we, I, I, I can't sugarcoat it. I've yeah. never been able to sugarcoat it though. So, um, right. But I feel like we also tiptoed, tiptoed around each other's feelings in the early right. season too. Like, right. like we didn't want We're to tell stronger. each other, like your favorite. We didn't want book, to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. But. Your favorite book was not for me. My favorite book was not for you, but we didn't want to say those words. Like we didn't want to be like, I fucking hate this book, um, which I know you hated my favorite book. I know you hated it. I just don't ever want to have to read To Kill a Mockingbird again, please. Well, you don't have to. I love it for you. <laughs> it's an odd choice to be my favorite book. Let's be honest. I agree. Um, so next week. Next week we are reading this book, Before I Fall by Lauren Oliver. And um, this the is cover's a, gorgeous. This is a re-release cover. This is uh, a, the epicreads.com cover. Um, and I'm this far. And I've been far. that far for like two weeks because I I'm like well, on probably chapter like two. I haven't um I haven't really been reading because I've been sick. But um anyway, I I love this book. Um Lauren Oliver, I've read five of her books. Damn. And they're they're narrated uh 
the audiobooks are narrated by Sarah Drew. I love Sarah Who plays Drew. April Kepner Grace, on Grey's Anatomy. Grey's adjacent. <laughs> and um, I love, I love um, Sarah Drew. I loved her when she was on um, Everwood. And I loved her on Grey's. And um, I've just, I've liked her on so many things. And so her voice is like the perfect voice for this. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're going to read next week. Um, and this week... Check social media because we will re we will release the mm-hmm. December titles and um yeah we're almost wrapped up with the season we just got a few books and we're done another season in the books gang we're taking yeah. a nap for two weeks we will we're gonna hibernate we are that's um, how the book besties re- that's how we regenerate that's how we recharge for uh, the we, next we season debate, we dare bury ourselves in soil like a turtle yeah. and we just pop back out when the time is right. <laughs> Start visiting our website too if you haven't already done that because we do release the titles there as well. Um, and uh, you can leave us comments on the website. Like you can comment on mm-hmm. um, the episode. I might have like- some surprises popping up on there soon and some other things that we might have surprises on Instagram about soon. Stay active on our social media, guys. You never know what's coming. This is going to be a surprise for me because I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. So it's a surprise to me, too. Yay, April! Surprises! You know this surprise. You just are sick. (laughs) That's probably true. Um, We have season four mapped out, and so we'll start releasing that when in in December. We'll start releasing. And don't forget to always email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com. And you can always send us your suggestions. Yeah. And um, till next time, gang. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Love you, April. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was When You Get the Chance by Emma Lord. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins. Music is Sleep Sweetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or go to our website at www.bookbestiespodcast.com.